Welcome back to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I am so grateful that you came back. My name is Jennifer Apple, she, her, and I am the executive director and founder of the Empowered Artist Collective and now the host of this podcast. This week, I get to talk to a dear friend of mine and a grad school classmate, Adriana Mitchell. We talk about what it means to be an artist, what is inspiring her at the moment, where to seek out inspiration. Adriana shares some insane booking stories that y'all will not believe are real, the importance of planting seeds throughout those. We talk about expansion and perspective on a micro and macro level in ways I didn't anticipate, (laughs) tools that are helpful to ground oneself when it comes to auditions and finding creativity, and learning how to embrace the journey over anything else. A quick content warning, we do discuss the passing of Regina King's son. I am so excited for you to listen to this episode. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome hey, hey. to this episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I have one of my favorite people, a very dear, dear, dear friend of mine, a grad school classmate of mine, and just an awe, overall wonderful person, an incredible artist and actor and um, I'm so excited that y'all are going to be here for this conversation with the incredible Adriana Mitchell. Hello. hello. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. I'm happy um, to be here. Yeah, we're. I'm stoked to have you here. Um, okay, again, I don't like to do introductions, so I'm going to throw it over to you. Tell the listener who you are today and anything you want to share. I like this question, who you are today, because um, it makes you think about the present moment. Um, mm-hmm. Today, I'm Adriana sitting in my apartment that I actually like. I'm in an apartment that I like. So that's a good part of my life right now. Mm. I am an actor. I am a closeted writer. Um, who no, you to- need to. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to call you on that right now. Y'all, she's, <laughs> she's not a closeted writer. Like I've literally seen and heard your writing firsthand no closets here maybe like uh, maybe like you're sitting in the closet but i'm gonna say there's no door in it like at least there's like no door to the closet it's a no sliding door, to- door. Yeah, there we go and right. i come out and i go away great fine <laughs> um so i have a sliding door closet writer uh <laughs> i am a director that i i fall into directing um and i want to be more intentional about directing but i've directed a few things and then um I'm aspirationally a producer of my own projects. So that's what I hope to do aspirationally and what I currently do. Um, I do a lot of theater, I do television. I've lived in New York too long. And um, (laughs) I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I went to Spelman College, whoop whoop. Um, Love my Spelman sisters. I went to ACT. Um, In my heart, I'm a Bay Area resident, even though I'm not from there. I feel like that was my heart home. And so I don't live in New York. I live in the Bay. Really? I I live here. In my mind, I love Oakland. I love it. And I can't afford to live there. I don't know. I love Oakland. And I love that whole experience of living there, despite the many things that are wrong with the Bay Area, aka the homeless, aka the prices of everything, but I just was very happy. I feel like I'm a California resident inside my spirit. Isn't that crazy to think about that being a thing that we did? Do you ever have that experience where you're like, we moved out to San Francisco for three years? And at the time when we lived in San Francisco, that was the longest place I had ever lived away from home. Yeah. Because when I was in New York, I was only here for maybe 14, 15 months. Mm-hmm. 
and or maybe a year and, a, and some change and had tried to get into graduate school. And then when I got in, I moved because I was like, I don't even really, I was bopping around. And so I really coming back here mechanically, like forcing myself to come back was like, okay, I have to come back because work is there. But I really had a hard time leaving. It was a very emotional mm -hmm. thing getting me to leave. I just literally was like, okay, I just booked a flight and I'm leaving. And yeah, it was very weird. Well, guess what? Flights so, exist and you can always go back. So. I always find a reason to go back. I'm always there at least once a year. I find a reason to go back, whether it's a wedding or go see someone's new house. Brianna, yeah. my cousin, has a house out there. She owns a house in, Oak yes. in Oakland and I'm so proud of her. She's a homeowner. And so I'm like, oh, find a reason to be out there, you know? Yeah, you know Rachel. My friend Rachel also has a house mm -hmm. out there in Oakland. And I was like, when I went to see it, I was like, oh, adulting. Adult. Oh. Ownership. Oh, <laughs> you wow. Know? That's so real for you. you. Know? <laughs> for you. <laughs> um, That's me. I yeah. love it. Um, well, I'm I'm really pumped to just see where this conversation takes us. And before we kind of dive on in, you have been a part of EAC. We've had you on for um, our Balancing Your Creative Life panel, which clearly is apropos given all of the incredible hats that you wear for yourself. But before we even go there, I'm curious how you define artist mm. or creative or like the, the hat that people assign people like ourselves. I'm curious how that quote unquote label resonates with you oh i love it i love it because i feel like it's it's not just like you're not an artist if you're not working on a thing i feel like it is um a like divine connection to your creative energy right mm -hmm. i feel like i wake up with like visceral impulses to be creative right and therefore i am an artist and i feel like i can trace that energy back to being a child where people were like, we always knew. She was always, she was walking around in mom's shoes. She was drawing, she was telling, like I would be on the playground writing children's books. Like mm -hmm. people were playing kickball and sliding and swinging. And I would be sitting here with my cramp. I was making, I was writing. And so they you were like- No closet we were writer, no closet writer. No, that's what's crazy. I gotta get back to that. Cause I was clearly a writer when I was a child. That yeah. was the first thing that I did. Um, even before I knew what acting was. So I just think, anybody who has that impulse to create something or to like express themselves artistically which means that you're not thinking about it logically you're allowing your subconscious or your muse to inspire something on a page in paint in talking to yourself and i but you know talk to myself and create scenes <laughs> whatever it is like <laughs> dancing in the middle of the day like that is a very alive in me, regardless of whatever resumeic thing people know or don't know. And so I feel like that's what being an artist means to me. And what's so funny is that my mom is an accountant and she thinks that she's not creative, but my mother made a, I'll never forget it. My mother made, my sister wanted a Barbie cake and my mom didn't want to go and buy a Barbie cake. So she grabbed one of my old dolls. She folded the legs and wrapped the legs so that the, cab you know these are the old barbies that were super flexible yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. Could, they could bend backwards you know and then she's made a bun like one of those like pound cake you know the mm -hmm. the round the one with the, with hole the little in the middle, holes the yeah. cakes. Mm -hmm. she stuck the barbie doll in the middle so that the torso 
was flowing into the cake and then the cake was the gown. And so she, <gasps> and then she iced the cake. And I said, mother, you are creative. And she's like, no, 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 no. I'm an accountant and you like to be all in your feelings and I don't want to da 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 And I'm like, okay, mom, but she's creative and she's yeah. an artist, but she just doesn't, you know, and then my father used to like freehand Spider-Man and he doesn't draw at all anymore. And he's mm. in, in banking and governmental stuff and he's an entrepreneur and all these other things, but he used to like draw Spider-Man. And I found some old drawings at my grandmother's house. I was like, this is really good. So I just think it's that the, the just creative energy. And I think everybody has it mm-hmm. and people just do different things with it or they let it die or they, or, you know, I think it's, I think it's a part of all of us, you know? Yeah. What is inspiring you right now? Uh, what's inspiring me right now? <laughs> I would have to say like thinking about like, just thinking about how the world works on like a metaphysical or like uh, beyond what I can understand sort of way. And I kind of like that because, you know, when you're in New York in the winter, everything that's around you feels annoying. <laughs> mm. um, but I think like we've been watching a lot of stuff about the universe or like, like I really like went and read a deep dive about E equals MC square. Like I never really understood what that meant, but it was Why? like literally. Why? I'm telling you, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. But think about it, right? What it's basically saying is that energy equals mass moving at the speed of light squared. So that says that anything that has mass, like my chapstick has mass. If I could make, if I could make this chapstick move at the speed of light squared, it would become pure energy. Yeah, I totally hear you. Yeah, it's wild. But I'm, but why (laughs) is this inspiring you right now? (laughs) Like, let's be clear, this has been around for a while. (laughs) It's, yeah, it has. And I've never taken any interest, but like, I'm really into, I was like, wow. Or like, I watched this video. It was so beautiful where he was talking about how humanity couldn't even existed a few billion years ago because there wasn't enough like iron only came into existence when stars exploded and stars had to you know expand to explode to create iron and iron is flowing in our blood so we literally have the thing that allows our blood to flow came from stars exploding and i'm like oh my god or like thinking about the beginning of photo i don't know why I don't know why that's my jam right now, but that's my jam right now. I'm even getting emotional about it. That is my jam right now. I'm like, wow, the world is so interesting. And I'm just a little bitty baby speck. But I also inside of my baby speck is a whole universe of things that are really cool. It just makes me feel important. I love it. No, I'm not judging it at all. I'm just in awe that this is where we took it. Like I was picturing you saying something totally different and then all of a sudden you're pulling out some physics and I'm like, in where? I know. I know. This is what I'm into right now. Good. Good. Honestly, I feel like inspiration and finding inspiration anywhere these days is a feat. And if you can find it in these small things that are perhaps different than what you initially or usually go for, then like here, here, you right? know, read some yes. books about physics, Adriana, go for it. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that, but like, I'll watch a documentary. We're watching, you know, things about the universe. Like I remember, you know, like I went, I think one time I was in Los Angeles, I went to, what is it? The Exploratory, what is the thing? The Griffith, Griffith yeah. Observatory. Mm-hmm. And they have one of those like $7 you pay $7 and you go into the IMAX mm-hmm. surround 
thing and they do like a little universal travel thing and I was just like this is an emotional experience this is this is cool so that's my jam right now because then you know why and I'll connect it back to what I think might be relevant (laughs) I mean this is we're here is is I I think in terms of mindset I am an actor I aspire to be an actor I aspire to do many wonderful things in this specific art form we went to graduate school for it we, we go and see theater. We go to see Broadway. We see things on television. I go and I watch movies. I'm like, I'm, I'm always watching what I would love to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, there you can get very one-to-one about that. You can get very like, why am I not here doing that? Or why did this thing that I did not, like, I, you know, I got into a, I got into a mental trap because Snowfall is a, um, I, I was a recurring character on Snowfall. I played a character called Tanase um, in season four. And I won't say anymore because if you watch the show, you'll watch the show and learn about what Tanase is about. But Tanase doesn't show up in season five. We don't know about future seasons, but anyway. And I got into a mental trap and I was like, oh, they didn't bring me back. Why didn't they bring me back? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Was I not good enough or did I not, did I not make, you know, was I didn't have enough, you know, connection with the lead. It was also a pandemic. And so there wasn't a lot of like, you know, let's go kick it and get a drink after set. Like there wasn't any of that kind of stuff. So I feel like they didn't really connect to me and da-da-da-da. like whatever I felt. Right. And then I saw that they did season five and there was a whole premiere and people look beautiful and they got their makeup done and their hair done. And I was like, wow, I was on that show and we just didn't have a premiere because Mm -hmm. it was in the middle of 2020. And I was like, oh, I'm so I was robbed of an experience. I didn't get to have my first premiere. And now I'm not even on the show anymore. You know, you can go like if you seek suffering, you can find it. Right. And Mm -hmm. I did go there and I was like, and I had to be like, okay. And I had to express it to my partner and be like, okay, I need to say this so I can put it down. And he was like, okay. And then he said, but also this happened. And also this happened. And did you forget about this? And I was like, oh, wow, your mind can do that to you. Mm -hmm. And so the physics and the metaphysics and the universe and all that stuff is like, if I think about things in a macro scale, then I, because I won't be so singular. And mm-hmm. I feel like I can be singular, especially when you work so hard, maybe not all the time, but in spurts, you put your whole heart and soul into things um, that you think will take you to whatever linear spot you think should be the next step. And, you know, and I think it just gives me expansion inside. And I feel like what I what I want for this year for myself and for everyone listening is expansion, mm-hmm. that you can take your time and that the world is big and life is long and life is short and there are stars in the sky and there are clouds and there's, you know, and that sounds foo-foo and whatever, but it's just like, it really helps me breathe Mm. away things that feel like they should matter. Mm. You know? Yeah. I think, I feel like the word that's coming to mind for me as you were talking is just perspective, Mm. you know, just like having a different perspective or just choosing the, you know, if even if we think about it from a cinematic lens, right, you can have a close up or you can have a wide shot or you could have an okay. angle. So you can, there's so many different ways and perspectives to see a yeah. story. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of like which angle you choose to view it from. And yeah. especially given the world that we're in currently and <laughs> I foresee it happening for some time, it's just this idea, you know, like I, I, I mean, I guess I haven't thought about it in like the physics way because m- me and physics have a long and contentious um, relationship. 
Um, but for another time, maybe I doubt it. I don't. I don't think I'm ever going to talk about physics ever again. But, <laughs> but, but, but I do. I, I've been thinking a lot more about this idea of like macro and micro, right? About the world being this really, really, really big place, and then our little bubble. And by little bubble, I mean like microscopic bubble of ourselves in this universe. Yeah. And yeah, you can get all philosophical about it, but there really is some truth to the fact that it matters to you and it matters really, really greatly because it's your life and you want to live yeah. your life and you the way you envision it and manifest it and yada, yada, yada. But you are also a part of this bigger ecosystem. And if you think about any sort of, and again, science is not my jam, but like if you think about <laughs> any sort of ecosystem, it needs every tiny little piece in order for it to actually thrive, not even Literally. just survive, right? You need all yeah. those small little things. And so I think there really is something wonderful about what you're saying about zooming out a little bit more and remembering that the perspective that you have on the world and of yourself in the world allows you to perhaps see things in a way that you might not have otherwise experienced them. Yes. Um, There's a book that says the miracle is in the shift in perception because you can perceive it again slowly more. for me. Yes. A miracle happened. Like the definition of a miracle is a shift in perception, mm. meaning you could perceive it one way and then suddenly you can perceive it a different way and how that could free you up or that could change your life or that mm -hmm. could change anything. And so I think, and changing one's perception is a difficult thing because you can get stuck in the way oh, yeah. you like to think and the way you want to feel and the the things that, you know, some people get a kick out of, I, I get a kick out of complaining sometimes. Like I just got to complain about it so that I can, yeah. you know, but I'm like, like, that's abundance for me, like being able to say, ah, that's me. And I can put that there. And then I can also be like, dang, like I'm loved. My mom is fine. Just called her on the phone. Like mm -hmm. there's a million things that are beautiful that people don't have. Like there are people who have Emmys. Like I think about Regina, Regina King, who is like, she's on my vision board. Like right. she has Emmy, 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 Emmy. She's in every amazing black film. She's in her forties having this like, like, gargantuan like explosion she was in the watchman seat like everything she does has been fantastic and she's also been in this business for 30 years yeah. she was doing john singleton's first movies back in the 90s like you know what i mean like she's been in this business a long time and i'm like she has longevity but she's also doing like amazing things and and then her son just died mm -hmm. and it's just like I don't know what that could be like to be like, oh, I'm at the top of the world. I'm producing, I'm directing. I have all these Emmys and my son is gone. Like, I just, yeah. that's just been sitting with me. It's so hard. And I just think that like, and I, and what's so beautiful about that example is that I, you know, as soon as he passed away, there was all of this like footage from Instagram or interviews about how every, every moment she got, she expressed how much she loved him and how close mm -hmm. they were. So it feels like she didn't miss that opportunity mm -hmm. that like she, that, and he expressed how wonderful of a mother she was to him. And like, they had a beautiful relationship, but like, that's gotta be hard for like you to be at the top of your game, have so much going on. And for like the core of your life to like pass away. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, just perspective, man, like perspective. Like I wouldn't, I don't, if, if I had to lose my son, I don't think I want Emmy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, and not saying that I would, I just think her life is beautiful and I think she's a strong woman and that's hard, but like, 
you know? Yeah. 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 But God bless her. God bless. God bless her. I've been thinking about her a lot. Yeah. I love her. I feel like this, like that example is unfortunately the extreme of what puts things back into reality for many of us. Mm, it feels yeah. to me that we need these monumental gravity shaking instances mm. to really bring us back to what's important, mm. knowing that what's important can obviously change and shift depending on where one is in one's life physically or emotionally and mentally and spiritually, all of those things. But yeah, you know, I think so often and the the pandemic was the perfect example of that on a macro level, going back to that, like the macro level of really affecting people and really making mm -hmm. them take a moment to pause and reflect and think about their lives and what's actually important. But it's just yeah. it's it's fascinating and maybe not in like the positive fascinating way, but fascinating to me that it really does take those core shaking things to really bring us back to what's important. And yeah. I, I wonder about the ways in which you have found for yourself to be the grounding tools to bring you back when things feel um, like, or perhaps when you feel like you have lost that perspective or when it has become so individualized or you mm -hmm. just focus so much on your own little bubble. What are some mm -hmm. of those things that bring you back to remembering the larger scope besides just these larger traumas or instances? Yeah. Um, I have to say, I mean, I, I think it has to do with the people I have around me. Mm -hmm. You know, I think people really should have boundaries around the kinds of people they have in their lives because there are people who will take you to those places who will encourage that energy. Um, and I'm really grateful to have, you know, I'm really grateful to have people in my life who remind me and are rigorous about it. And cause I'll go there <laughs> and, um, and that person will be like, are you sure? You know, my father's that way. Um, when we talk, you know, and, and it's so interesting because I think is as I become more rigorous with myself about about grounding myself in what is true um, and not in what I fabricate in my mind, um, I'm hoping to be an example for people in my life who raised me and maybe can get a refresher on that or you know what I mean? So I think the people around me help me do that. And people who I think are really great examples of that in their lives really inspire me to do that. Um, I mean, I, there's something about the rhythm of like auditioning constantly that mm -hmm. requires it, that you learn where you're like, and I think it may be a little easier when you're creating something in the comfort of your home versus going out and having a, an appointment with someone, meeting someone, getting attached to an experience. Um, but but I I feel that when you 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 pass through so many possibilities <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're like, ah, I, I dream about that being true and that one, I'll get the call about that and they'll say yes to me about that and I'll get a call back. <laughs> and then you have to like kind of let those things fall away because they don't happen and you don't know why. And so 
I think, I think, okay, I'll say specifically about being an actor, like one of the ways that I ground myself is I always do work that I enjoy. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, I have a tape that I'll turn in. And as long as I like it, I'm like, that was fun. And yeah. sometimes I'm annoyed in the process of getting the tape done and I only have two days and they gave me all these sides and no script and blah, 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 you know, but then you're like, oh, but we figured it out. And that was fun. Like the puzzle of figuring out what the scene was about, like what was the event of the scene? I figured that out with no script. Wow, right. look at me. Or I pulled clues from the character description. I figured it out. And then I watch it and I'm like, shit, I'd hire me. Like, <laughs> like and I watch it. I'll be like, dang, that was funny. That was good. And I, or like, or, you know, like I think one of the most, rewarding moments happen this like there's this show called only murders in the building with steve martin on hulu it's so funny and i'm still watching it there was this weird character again no script i had no idea what it was about i was like she's talking but really it's one of those scenes where she doesn't really have many lines Mm -hmm. other people are talking around her and i said all i know is that she likes donuts and she likes horses and she loves this podcast that steve martin and his friend are creating about murders in the building so I just put my hoodie on my head and I, and I was just like, fuck it. Like, you know, and I was yeah. just like, and you could, and you see this tape, I might send it to you because I didn't get it. It's fine. But yes. like, I literally was like tying the strings and I was like, <sighs> and I was just doing the silliest things. I didn't really care. I didn't know what it was. Yep. It was going to be like an episode of something. Sure. I'll take the money. You know what I mean? And I just was like, great having fun doing this. And then I watch it. And every time I watch it, I crack up laughing. Yeah. And then I got a call back for it. <laughs> But for a different character. Yeah. And I was like, they really saw this and they were like, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> what is this character? She's interesting. Call her back. She's not right for yeah. this. Call her back for this other character. And then I did that. And then I did a producer session for it. And I didn't get it because the character that they cast in the part, I don't know why they didn't get it, but she's much older than me. And I, mm-hmm. and it makes I would be playing her wife or something like that. So I was just like, but that whole journey happened from like a really frustrating scene that I was like, I have no idea what this is about, Yeah. but she's eating donuts. So I had some bread next to me and I was just like, give me another donut. And I'm like eating donuts while people are talking and I'm playing yes. with my hoodie. And I think that kind of joy talking about what is an artist, like the fun thing about doing a self tape or an audition, that this is the only time you have absolute creative autonomy over what you're doing. Amen because you don't get a lot of information. So you really get to stab in the dark and be like, I think this, I think this is what this is. And this is what I would do with this until you give me notes. Right. And then obviously we'd love to get a call back. We'd love to go further in the process. But at those points, people tell you what they want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you adjust. And, and that's the great thing about being an artist as well. You're flexible, you can change. And then you get directions from a director if you book the job and all those things. But like that initial creative moment of like, what is this? Yeah. This is what I think this is and turn it in. Like, I think that it helps ground me that like I can get attached to projects and the hopes about things. And, and I like hoping because I enjoy that process for me too. Um, but I also like the creative energy of just like making something and being like, this is my little short film I made today. No one yeah. will ever see it. And yep. I did a damn good job. Yep. Look at those tears. She cried. She yes. cried on cue. Boom. Or like, yes. look at that. Like it's, Half the time, I feel like so many actors are like, yeah, the bulk of my acting experience, like I've developed and gotten stronger through creating things that no one will ever see. Truly. I mean, honestly, like the, I was talking about this before we started, but like I booked this TV gig 
And in the process of, thank you so much. And in the process of filming these, these auditions, I was so frustrated. Like the world at the moment, I was tired. I was stressed. It was like not material that I was like really, really vibing with. I couldn't find me in it. Mm. And, um, I ended up doing this one take where I just like had a piece of licorice in. I had like, I was just throw, I was eating some licorice because why wouldn't this person sitting on her computer doing some like tech shit? Like, why wouldn't she just have, maybe she's the person who's just like noshing at her desk all damn day and she'd be eating some licorice. And like, once I finally, because I was, I couldn't find me in it. I couldn't find my joy in that process. And I was so frustrated. Like, this is so short. This is so, but I'm Mm. putting all this weight on it. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is what I want to do in this moment. This bitch was going to have some licorice in her mouth. And once and I did that. that's happened. That's I the did. Spark. Granted, I sent that and then like a regular one to my manager. And she she didn't send the licorice tape in, which actually I'm so curious what would have happened yes. had she. I know. I was like, these are two short scenes. Like you should have just sent both. Granted, I guess it worked. But the whole the reason I think it worked is because I got the licorice energy in my body to then do the tape it without down. it. Exactly. Yeah. And I needed to find that joy of of doing something stupid but also yeah. something that felt like me to find me in the whole world so like you talking about eating donuts and like putting the little hood and but like that makes sense to me as to why they called you back in because you showed up you exactly. adriana showed up into the tape in a way that like nobody else would have done not because you were trying to be interesting but because that was just the way that you found yourself in this world and then you got to play and we forget that we forget i know i certainly forget often when you're in the grind of it all or when you only get so many auditions and you feel the pressure of well this one has to work because i only get so many Mm -hmm. you know and it's like yes actually no this is as you just said like this is my little short film like this is my moment to perform for me to feel that mm-hmm. joy that I love with this craft that I so connect to and the craft that I love yeah if I don't take that time to like find my joy in it then like truly who is this for <laughs> like exactly exactly it has to be for you and also I think it's great when you work with people that you like you talked about who you read with and how he was so great and you mm-hmm. have your community of people that you work with Cause then it becomes a fun process. Then we're like, what if we, we have a take, we have a take, but what if yeah. we just start like throwing things at the wall and it becomes like, if it's a scene that we really like, we're like, Oh, let me do it again. Well, we already have a take. I know, but I'm having fun. And then we just right. do it again. Like, cause we're having fun or we're enjoying it. And I, and I, I don't want to like completely paint a picture. There's sometimes where I'm like, okay, I have lots of other things to do in my life and mm-hmm. other things. And I got to just bang them out and let it go. But I think when I, when I, at my best, I really want to try to like, this is my creative moment. This is where I get to figure out what this is. And maybe it's too much. People are like, don't use props. I'm like, why? I had a tape I just did where she, again, she was at a computer and I was like, I think she would be eating popcorn because Delion was my, my roommate was mm-hmm. popping popcorn. I was like, I love how you call some? him your roommate still when you're not actually roommates, but you're down the We're hall We're not now. roommates anymore, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like <laughs> he is my roommate in down oh, the I hall. So good. So good. <laughs> and he had popcorn. I was like, I feel like this is after hours and this is when she pops her popcorn. And this girl was calling her for a favor. And I'm just over here on the computer. Like, yeah. <laughs> like this is what I found out about this guy. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I just think those things, whatever you can do to be alive in your auditions, whether in person or not, is the thing. Like that is the thing because yeah. people want to be right. And it's like, well, if you're trying to do what you think they want, 
Where are you? Where I'm are sure, you? Where Where are you? But also mm-hmm. everyone else is doing something like that. And people are surprised at how similar people's choices are. People's choices can get very similar. But I think if you get into a place where you're like, I'm doing this with my perspective, this is my stamp, then people really see who you are. Mm-hmm. And then also that, you know, that has a ripple effect, right? You're not right for this because I'm clear about who you are because you've let, you've allowed me to see you. Now I've got you in my mind. And I think casting people are really strangely uh, categorical that way and remember people's energies and stuff like that. And then you, you know, you get a call back for something else and, or you get, you know, invited to do something else and people know who you are. And I think that's really, really like exciting. Or like, I think like repeat business tells you whether you booked or not, that people see what you're doing and mm-hmm. that that's fun. Well, I want you to talk about with that in mind, talk about your snowfall audition for the listener, because like the process yeah. of that audition, because I feel like this, that's the perfect and also the, the, um, show that you just filmed because like how you got that from the person. Yes. With the pie. Like, I feel like you've had a bunch of kismet audition experiences where you've put in that work you've shown up and it's actually manifested itself in very different ways than you would have thought and I feel like it's an important story important stories for a listener to hear about how wild a journey this audition process can be when you don't put the pressure on just the single tape and the single opportunity absolutely I'll bring I'll talk about snowfall the first time I auditioned for it um I was like, cool. I had no television experience. Great. I'll tape for it, tape for it, sent it in. And they watched it. They liked it. They got back to me. And they were like, okay, we we might want to use you. And you're pinned. And it was all this like, oh my God, like, should I pack a bag? Like, am I gonna go to LA? Do I have money to go to LA? Because it was a local hire thing. And then they decided that they went for they went for another actress and i was like okay but that's so exciting to get so close and have you know to be keep your phone near you woo, you know like that that buzzy energy a year later season three comes out that character doesn't show up how like, long later say that again a year how long? later a year a year later mm-hmm. guys you drop a little seed it takes right. some time a year later they come back and at that point I had done maybe a couple episodes, two or three episodes of television on other projects, which was great. Get a little experience. I came back, the same breakdown for the same character came up. And I was like, they told me they cast someone. And I went and I looked her up and she had her, she has the character on her IMDb because they shot, I think several episodes with her. They just decided that that character didn't I guess for whatever reason, from what I understood that she didn't fit in the season arc or whatever, they just decided, I don't know. And I don't know why, I don't I don't ask questions, I don't know. The character dropped, came back and I was like, oh great, I'll audition again, sure. And then they were like, great, we want you to chemistry read with Dams and Idris, the lead of the show. And I was like, cool. And then I actually could not go. And you know, you get in those moments where like, how will I tell these producers? No, I'm not coming to chemistry because I was in the Florida Keys shooting an episode of uh, The Good Fight, which was like super fun and easy and 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 not easy, but exciting. I'd never been flown anywhere to go work. And I was like, I actually can't. <laughs> but like a couple weeks prior, I was catering. Like I was, I, I yeah. it was the weirdest 60 days of, or 30, 45 days of my life. I was like, I actually can't go to LA because I'm actually here. And they were like, cool. Uh, 
can you just put the chemistry read sides on tape? And I was like, why would anybody choose someone taping chemistry by themselves mm-hmm. at home when you're going to have people in person chemistry reading with him? Like he'll get a vibe for those people. And I said, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to trust it. Did it, moved on, whatever. I was like, well, I'm glad they, they wanted me to chemistry read. That's cool. Then they were like, actually, we still want to see you. And I was like, when are you going to be back from work? And I was like, I'll be back on Monday. A couple of days later, I flew out to LA, did the chemistry read in person. And they were like on a tight schedule. Everyone's always on a tight schedule. We need this ASAP. Da, 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 da. We're starting, we're starting. Da, 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 da. And then suddenly they had time to chemistry read me mm-hmm. several days later. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I went in and I was super excited and I ordered sushi the day before. <laughs> I love that that's <laughs> a key like, detail. Key detail. We are ordering sushi. Like, mm, per yeah. diem. <laughs> for, my, for my audition. This is nice. And I went in and I was like, you know, I had all these terrible experiences of like in my mind about like, there's going to be producers everywhere and they're all going to be looking at you and the guy's going to be awful and you're going to have to keep up. And it was just like, they were chilling on a couch. The light was low. It was the showrunner, the director of the first episode and a couple producers, Damson was there and the casting director and casting director was like, hey, just go and sit and talk with Damson for a little bit so you can meet him before. And I was like, thank God. And we talked and he was like, yeah, you understand this. Da, da, da. Nice to meet you. Da, 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 da. So kind, so polite. And then we went in and we did the scene and then it was like, oh my God, Jennifer, it was like the stuff you hope to do. It's like, oh, we're in rehearsal. We're doing a scene, get a note, try it this way, do it this way, great. Go outside, director speak whispers in my ear. Okay, what I think it should be, da, 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 da. Okay, we go back in and I'm like, oh, this is what I do four hours a day in grad school or in in class when we work on a scene. We just like try the scene a million different ways and you get a note from your instructor or people give you feedback. And I was like, I'm so comfortable in this place because this is me. I know the scene, I've memorized it. I'm getting to know this person. I'm listening and responding, listening and responding, listening and responding. And I was like, that was, you go through so many weird hoops And then you get to a place where you hope that you're doing the thing that feels like the thing that you want to do. And that's what it felt like. And then I walked outside. It's a really sunny day. There was all this beautiful graffiti on the walls over where they have set and trees and stuff. And I was just like, I have a feeling that this is where I'm going to be working. And I just sat and I said, this is where I'm going to work. I feel like this is, this is my, this is where, this is my job. This is where I work. Like I get really attached to places. I think places really have energy. And I mm-hmm. I walk into a place and I'm like, this feels like where I'll be coming to work. And that's no, just the Adriana, thought that I though, had. Adriana is, not only does Adriana feel like places are home, but like Adriana will move in. Like we used to call Adriana like the bag lady in grad school. Like she'd come <laughs> in with like multiple bags to any given place no. to like establish a home wherever. Everywhere. Like, you know. <laughs> Like, truly everywhere. Like, I have I, all my like, things. Yeah, I think you were. I think you were a secret Santa. I think you were my secret Santa. You were. You were one of my. You were my secret Santa yes, or whatever holiday you party, whatever you did bags for like yeah for Tupperware. one of our our second our second year grad school. I <laughs> gave you a full it. bag of bags. Yes, with, you like did. <laughs> you did. And then you gave me like and then oh here's a cute Tupperware for where you you know you do your lunch. But here it was inside of a bag. It was inside yeah. of a bag. It was yeah. inside a bag. That was literally because you yeah anyway because yeah. you make places feel like home. Yep. Carry on. Yep. That's what I do. And then I had that thought and I was like, it's a sunny day. I'm enjoying myself. This is great. And then Damson came out and he was like, you murdered it. Congratulations. And he, he, he gave me like, you know, those sweet little European British kisses. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you so much. And he was like, okay. And he knew at that point that I got the job, but he couldn't tell me. 
And I was like, oh, well, even if I don't get it, like that was so sweet and so nice. And he didn't have to say that. He's, you know, he's a, you know, a star, blah, you know. And I went and the next day I had lunch with my manager and um, my agent. And they were like, you know, we're gathering to break bread because you booked the job. And I was like, flew back to New York. And oh no, he asked me, he was like, why are you going back to New York? And I was like, yeah. So we'll start shooting soon. And I was like, well, I guess you'll let me know. <laughs> but I was going back <laughs> and I flew back home and, and that was that experience, but that took a whole year. It was like auditioning. Someone else got the job, did the job, booked the job, worked the job. And then it still came back. And so like that really tells me like, okay, when things are right, it's right. And then my first day at the table read, they were like, yeah, I remember you from last year. Several producers came up to me and they were like, we, we were gunning for you and it just didn't work out, but I'm so glad you're here. And I was just like, okay. It was like a really affirming experience and then to add to that i'll quickly talk about harlem's kitchen because that was a, another moment yep where i was like wow so snowfall is happening i'm starting to shoot snowfall and then i had you know a couple auditions that came in while i was in la i went with our classmate leonard and he helped me tape it and i was like yeah. whatever i'm i'm playing this character i liked this i liked it and i was like okay cool i'll do it turned it in I had a couple weeks off for snowfall. I come back to New York and I go in and I tape for a different character in in the room. And I was like, and it was the end of the day. She was tired. I felt like I was great, but the energy of the room was kind of like wonky and weird. And you know, it's five o'clock and people were ready to go. And I was like, okay, well, mm -hmm. you know, I did it. Thank you. Went back, continued shooting snowfall. I get a phone call out of nowhere with like month a month later. And they were like, You're testing for this part. And I was like, testing what does that mean i have to do do i need to fly what do i do i have to learn what do I, you know they're like no nothing like they're like moving quickly they found your tape i was like what do you mean they found my tape that well we you know they they had sent a whole bunch of people to the writer creator and he didn't like anybody or like nobody was the right fit and then they found your tape and i was like did they lose it what happened i don't know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> for some reason they he didn't see it at first i don't know why you know and then but like where does it go you know what i mean is it like, like a socks and a dryer like, <laughs> yeah like where does yeah hello there it is it just like where i like legit though where did where i don't did know it like, that's actually i, what I have I'm, no I'm answer to that, that question they it was i was passed over and then found that's all i know i don't know wow. what that process right. actually looks like who didn't send it right who didn't upload i don't know anything this just also tells me that casting is a people process these are people doing people things and i don't you know Mm -hmm. I have absolute faith and trust that everyone is, is, is looking for the one and then things happen. And so then it was just like, oh, they found my tape. I had forgotten about it. And I also thought the tape was okay. And then I, you know, I thought I did a good job at the, the casting office, but you know, it was the end of the day. Da, 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 da. And then it was just like, yeah. And now my manager was trying to make sure that I could get out of snowfall to do this pilot real quick. And everybody was so amicable. Everybody really worked it out. They were like, no, we wanted to do that. We'll just change. They, I think they wrote me out of the episode or whatever. I'm not sure what they did, but they were, they were very um, accommodating. They were like, no, we're so proud of her. Da, 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 go. And I was really like in a world where I thought everybody would be like, how dare you? Da, 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 where you really yeah. get very small about those things. People were really like, no, we want you to do this. And yeah, and then that happened. And then the pandemic happened. And so then it didn't happen, but 
it was such a beautiful experience, even in just the meeting of all those people, the creators and the producers and, you know, sitting next to Delroy Lindo reading a script and gave Cheryl Lee Ralph a hug and who she's gonna play my mom, like all these wonderful things that I, people that I connected with in the day, literally the day before the pandemic happened, which it was happening before that, but the day that everybody was like, oh, this is a thing. The shutdown, yeah. The shutdown mm -hmm. um, was the day we had our table read for that pilot. And then they were like, okay, we'll see you all in a couple weeks. A couple weeks turned into a couple months. A couple months kind of turned into a couple years. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, things happen all the time. People who make pilots and pilots don't go. So it's just kind of like, you really do have to be. But wasn't there a collaborator on, from Harlem's Kitchen yes. that then ended up bringing you in yes. so, for- So what happened mm -hmm. was that pilot didn't go, but that showrunner, is a dear friend of mine to this day. I love him. He checked in during the pandemic. He would call, he'd email. And he was like, I just want you to know I'm still working hard and I'm pitching our project. And da, 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 da. you know, he was he was so excited and passionate about us as a cast and us as a cast with the project. Like, you know what I mean? Like he it was amazing. And yeah. so we built a relationship, you know, loosely. I hadn't seen him in a couple of years and but we stayed in touch. And then he, his other pilot got, or his other show and pilot got picked up, which had Brandy and Notori from Power and Eve and all these wonderful people called Queens. And so that got up and running, got picked up to series and they're doing this show about, um, it's on ABC right now. It just had its season finale. Um, so we hope to get a season two. So excited. But he was, he brought me back for an episode of that. And I got to do my scene with Brandy. I got to meet Brandy and I used yes, to watch her did. in Cinderella and she was the most gracious. I think she was probably my favorite work experience. I think truly, 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 I was in awe at her, just her spirit. And that's why I say people want to be so talented. They want to be this and the third. But what I came in contact with was someone who was like, I respect your process. I want you to know that I'm a warm person, but you have a very emotional scene. So I'm going to leave you be and and then she was just like, I think what you're doing is wonderful. And like, she was just pouring into me all day. And I was like, oh my God, like whenever I am in that position, that's how I want to be. When it's my set and I'm number one, two, three on the call sheet, I want to be pouring into everybody who comes onto that set for, she only worked with me for a day. You know what I mean? She didn't have to right. respond to me or, you know, be kind. And she was, and that experience also came out of, an experience that happened years prior. And so I think yeah. you plant seeds and you don't know when they're gonna bloom. And so just trusting that. And I also think that's a macro micro thing because you can get really microcosmic about, well, I did this, 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 and this, and these things haven't come back to me in the way that I think they should. But you have no idea how your name is being yeah. floating in rooms. People may be talking about you, maybe on people's walls right now. And they're like, ah, oh, she's not right. We'll get her back and da, 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 da. And mm -hmm. you have no idea. And so I really yeah. trust that, that that's happening and people don't have time to send you an email and say that they're thinking about you for a project, but people are, and that, yeah. that grows. And I, I've been privileged to feel that I've developed that, that I'm like, okay, people recognize, like I'm sending in something to someone who's seen me before and they keep inviting me back and there's a relationship that I'm building. Um, and people know what I will turn in, in terms of auditions and work and, and that the integrity of a career that is budding is growing. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. trust that. I feel like those two little stories are just like, you know, 
so for me, they're so inspiring when I first, you know, years ago at this point heard, you know, like as I keep hearing these things about you and as a friend of yours and somebody who's seen, you know, your growth through time, mm -hmm. I just want to like reaffirm also, not that you need it from me, just like how proud I am of you. Thank and you. I feel like these stories are just are so emblematic of the way in which you have been so consistent in showing up. But again, not even like for the work, clearly, but really for yourself, right? Yeah. With this idea of like you give all of you and and the way in which you show up is all you can do. And you are doing that consistently. And the ways that it's coming back to you are perhaps in surprising ways and unexpected yeah. ways, but it's only because of the way you keep bringing yourself, mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like what a wonderful lesson for anyone listening to just the this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. If you're trying to do this, yeah, if you're trying to do this, right? And it's all about collaboration. That is why we're artists. Yes. You know, it's about the people that you were talking about, like the people that we are surrounded by that fill you up and the work that you get to do that fills you with joy, all of that stuff, right? It's like if we forget that this is something that we're trying to do for a long time and we lose sight of the fact that these little moments are building, these people that we're meeting are building, the, the relationships, the rooms, all of that is building towards the work that we're trying to continue working towards. Like yeah. I feel like what a missed opportunity to really um, be present. Yeah, the journey you is know? the thing. And, the journey is the thing. Yeah. Because you can remember those moments. I'm like, dang, I was sleeping on the floor to do that play yeah. and now yeah. I'm here. and. You get yeah. experience. I mean, we talk about that all the time with EAC too, just like, and we have like art shares, you know, it's like art, art and process, right? We talk, we forget that like the process is the creation, yes. you know, it took Hamilton. That's the one that people know. It took Hamilton six years to become the Hamilton that you know it to be now. Yeah. Six years. That's a long, that's a long, time. long time. Forget the time that it took for them to like, you know, for Lynn and whoever to like create the beginnings, beginnings before it even had those six years of development. Mm. But like, Art begins now. You as an artist, right? You are able to start this journey whenever by just sitting on your couch and and mulling over E equals MC squared. And then that allows you to go into your little sliding door closet and you know, like start to write some stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. but I'm for no, real I'm about serious. it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you're gonna call me next week and be like, I wrote a play. And I'll be like, what's it about? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the role. Yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm there. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, what a, these stories that you just shared are so emblematic of those little sprinkles yeah. of putting yourself into the world, releasing, giving all that you possibly can, and then trusting in some way, although hard, that like it will come back to you because the people that are meant to will and the opportunities that are meant to will, yes. and they they just will. The universe, who knew that this was going to get so philosophical? I mean, you know me, I love this, yes. but like- But that's the secret like, sauce. The universe will work. You have to yeah. do everything you can, and then you have to release it. You can't be attached to it, which is hard. You define whatever yeah. your ritual is to release it so that then it's like you get you can't you can't make a boomerang and then throw the boomerang with your hand you have to let the boomerang go because the boomerang must fly and come back and i just yeah. think you, that's that's the sauce that's like the hack but you you yeah. have no control over the hack but that's the hack i know and you have to find how you can finagle that hack for yourself so that you don't want to fully pull out your hair all the yeah, time. Exactly. <laughs> um, but like it's just maybe some of the time yeah. and then other times like you can kindly brush your hair if your hair is brushable, which mine is clearly not. But um, <laughs> listen, <laughs> um, I I obviously, you know, can continue talking to you forever as we we are wont to do 
off this. Um, but I, I'm so grateful that you are here with us today and talking in such an open and uh, thoughtful way about where you are and how things are and the way in which you are pro- you are approaching your processing and the work that you're doing. And um, I'm so grateful that you're a part of EAC and a trailblazer for us and just a trailblazer in your own right and the work that you're doing. And um, thank you for all of your honesty and wisdom today. Thank you. And I have to say that I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for creating this podcast and this community and what you've, um, as an entrepreneurial creative spirit have established. That's really, because there's no path for that, right? I think you create a path for that. And I think there's nobody who's going to tell you now it's time to start a workshop and now it's time, you know, you've, this is something that's grown (laughs) that you've, that you've made on your own and with your own energy and with your own resources and with your own knowledge and wisdom that you're sharing in a very positive, good way. I have a firm belief that everything that is good that you want to do can happen because it is good and and people will benefit from good. And if it is a good thing with a good intention, it can get done. And so I'm really, I'm, I'm proud of you for that. And I'm, and I'm writing into this year with that thought. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, thank you for all of that. I'm terrible at receiving compliments. And the only way I can do this, thank you. <laughs> the only way I can do this is because of people like you, you know, my, and it goes back to what you were saying of just like the people that you surround yeah. yourself with and the people who lift you up and the people who do affirm you not just to blow smoke, but because they believe and they know and they want to be a part of that journey because they want to make the world a better place. Obviously that sounds really, you know, trite and, and cliche, real? but it's true, right? Yeah. It's very real. And so- this is just a little love, a love fest of pride fest. and joy. And I mean, truly, like if we just think back to like our first day of grad school to <laughs> now where I'm like, <laughs> and just like the the lives we've led between. In and out that we've watched and and now. that have come and gone. Mm-hmm. Time. Yeah. It's just one. It's wonderful to see. So I love you. I love and you too. More soon. More soon. Well, you can tell what a love fest it was to have Adriana sit and chat and share so openly with me and discuss in this way. I sincerely hope that you were able to glean something from this, whether it was about the way in which you show up in your own creative process or perhaps just simply thinking about the world and the possibilities that are endless for all of us. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate us, like us, follow us, leave a review, turn on your bell notifications to find out when the next episode comes out, which is weekly. And also, as always, invite your friends so you can listen and discuss these episodes together. It's just more fun that way. If you hated it, don't bother with any of that. Just let it slide. If it's not for you, it's not for you. And in case you haven't done so already, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and our website at empoweredartistcollective.com. With that said, welcome to the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I'm Jennifer Apple, and I so look forward to having you back again next week. Until then.